Grace to you and peace and welcome in the name of Jesus Christ, our light and our salvation. From Paul's letter to that crazy congregation in Corinth. The message about the cross is foolishness to some, but to us it is the power of God. Those of you who know Carol Stern, the original city slicker and happy, happy to be one, are not going to believe this, but this summer Carol is going to a dude ranch like with the cowboy boots and the chuck wagon and the cattle and the horses of which he has been on one once very briefly and is wildly allergic to. (laughs) I'm going also, but I'm sort of in my Mississippi briar patch with horses and cows and things. So how did this almost 70-year-old so much rather ride Marta man I'm married to get into this pickle of this Colorado dude ranch? For love? What will you do for love? You've probably already figured out that a grandchild is involved. For her 10th year Christmas gift, we told her pick anywhere in the 48. And she thought and she thought and she said, dude ranch. (laughs) And here we are thrilled as we can be. Carol's already been to his allergist and got a survival plan. (laughs) Because that's what you do for love. You go out from yourself to meet the other. In this case, the already beloved other who's had him and me wrapped around her little finger, as has her little brother, since the hour they were born. What's a little asthma? (laughs) He would give his life for them, for love. The Greek call this, the Greeks call this kind of parent and family love storge and friendship love philia and the love of passionate desire eros. And those loves fill our lives as parents and brothers and sisters and friends and lovers. So we, Carol and you and I, yes, we know about love, even sacrificial love for someone so close that one loves so much that, well, what will you do for love? Self-sacrificing love for those we know up close and personal is holy and powerful and surely of God and can make the weak strong and the plain beautiful and the unworthy worthy and none of us 
would even be here if somebody up close and intimate in our lives hadn't loved us early and strong and well. But there is more. In this old broken world, there has just got to be more love than what we feel and live into in the small inner circles around each of us. There is more to love. And I think we come here to this house where all, friend and stranger, all are welcome in love because we know this. There is more width and breadth and power in love than we can muster in our little selves and our small circles. And when we yearn toward that even more love, what the Greeks called agape love, which the Franciscan Richard War says is not love you have, but agape is love you live inside. Agape is the great love, not something little old you or I do or feel. Agape is the promise that we live in and move in and have our beings in. Paul says this too, of course, that in Christ, in that great love is room for all. And at the heart of that great love is the mystery of the cross. Energy moving out and out and out in all directions. The cross ain't pain-free. The cross is pain-freeing. Every month I meet with a group of seven wise, funny, cranky, and crafty priests. Our leader is 80. I'm next. And the others range not far behind me. So picture the movie Grumpy Old Men in collars. Make that grumpy old men and women in collars. Among us, we've been fishing for people to use Jesus' great phrase for like a couple of hundred years. Not to catch them and make them go to church. But I believe that in the style of the first fishermen of Galilee, we have been given the grace to fish, to catch, and release. Last week, one of us got to talking about the relationship of love and pain, which can get even more complicating than getting shots for your allergies so that you can spend time with your beloved granddaughter. So my cranky old clergy group thought about love and pain. And we remembered the terrible truth of Richard Rohr's wonderful phrase, pain that is not transformed is transferred. Does that make sense to you? Pain that is not transformed in here 
is transmitted out there. But pain that is transformed. Oh, my God. Well, just look around this space. These windows. Read the inscriptions. Pain transformed. The losses of parents and children and spouses. A mother here. The altar. Our whole wonderful house is built of pain transformed. And that's the power and the glory of that cross. For real. One of us Cranky old priest said, well, when you think about pain and love, you got to think about the complexity of this question. Is it more important in any given situation to stay in relationship or to stay right? Now, that's easier to answer with people that you already love enough to get allergy shots for. But in God's big and broken world, the staying in relationship or staying right question is huge. It's a cross-shaped, tension-filled question. Is it more important to be in relationship or to be right? Dietrich Bonhoeffer teaches us that there are Huge exceptions, but dear ones, Jesus seems to count on relationship so much more than on righteousness. And if it is important to be in relationship, can you, can I do that with integrity? Without agreeing or understanding or even liking the other? Can you stay in relationship? That is agape love, 101, 303, and and Ph.D. And God knows we need more agape experts. We need them bad. This I know from the inside. As our friend Bill Harkins says, Staying angry without making any effort to imaginatively and charitably understand where the other is coming from is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. (laughs) I believe the mystery of pain transformed which is to say the mystery of the cross where pain and love intersect. I don't believe it's foolishness. The mystery of the cross is the victory of self-giving 
Agape love over self-withholding. And we do that here. We sing it. We say it. We live it in a gazillion ways. MAC for the working poor. Refugee ministries, third largest in the state. Covenant community, 25 years, hundreds of men, thousands of family members, threads, thousands of kids a year looking good. And those are just our marquee. Those are just our marquee loves. We live agape love in this house. Imperfectly. But we live for love from here. Going out. All the time. So what will you do today for love? What will we do tomorrow for love? We got our marching orders. You know them as well as I. We say them every time we baptize somebody. So let's say them again right now. What will we do for love? Please stand and let me remind you of the words of the promise. I will. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? Will you persevere in resisting evil and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? Will you proclaim, Episcopalians, will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? That's a deal. So let's do the Nicene Creed together. We believe 